Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again by Aidan Ryan for this evening's podcast. Aidan, we've plenty to get through as we turn our attentions to the Provincial Munster Junior Cup, but maybe to start off and look back at the FEI Cup last week and the action that took place there. The big game, which we covered in depth last week, was Fairview Rangers, National Anacotti. Fairview ran out convincing 3-0 winners, Aidan. It was a comfortable day, it must be said, for Fairview. Overall, um, I suppose to, to start with with the home side, what did you make of, of the performance? Yeah, they were very comfortable throughout the whole game. Uh, Adrian uh, went with the team we kind of expected. Um, same midfield of AJ Bradley and and Duggan. Same same trip. Well, Ellis was back in the team up top with Coughlin and Rainsford either side of him, and you had uh, Wayne Corbett right full. You had Jeffrey George again deputising at left full and you Jason Cross, Jake Dillon and uh, Aaron Savage in goal. And listen, did they get out of second gear? Hardly got out of second gear the whole game. I thought we were very comfortable. Controlled the football, barred the first maybe 15 minutes. Mm. But once they got into gear, they uh, destroyed through the game really. Controlled it throughout. Todd Stephen Bradley was very good in midfield for him. Just didn't let Ashen get any sort of a foothold in the game. Uh, even even when they were trying to build a bit of momentum, Bradley just uh, snuffed it out by making tackles, interceptions, and leaving the ball off and letting the players around him do their business. And took the goals well, Fairview. No no real threat really at the back. Bar a couple of half chances for for uh, Ashton, but very I thought it was a very comfortable win. Absolutely. And I suppose, Aidan, like we've covered most teams in depth, but Ashling and Akali being one, because, you know, for the last two, three years, everyone has discussed Ashling as, as a coming force uh, in the league. You know, there is a top four there, but, you know, given the, the stature of some of the players in the Ashling squad, you know, your Chris Smiths, your your Tony Whiteheads, um, you know, obviously Shane Clark played the first half, didn't play the second half, but given maybe the quality in general in, in the Ashling squad, were, were you disappointed overall with, with what they brought to the game? Yeah, very disappointed. And a lot of those players, um, they just didn't get going. And we've been eulogising the fact that they have a lot of quality in that squad and there's a lot of resources put into the team. And, you know, the whole setup out nationally, the, the, it's it's set up for for, uh, for a winning squad. But they were nowhere near the, the races on Sunday. Very disappointed. Adrian, it was very hard to pick out a player out of the 11 uh, on Sunday and that you could say, you know did themselves justice you just couldn't pick one out between between them and even the subs that came on had no impact in the game whatsoever very very disappointing display um apart from the play was quite poor at times playing a lot of diagonals across the pitch that were going nowhere some of them into touch um passes left short um, not sure whether they, they weren't quite sure whether they, they should have pushed up the pitch or maybe lengthened the pitch at times didn't see a lot of leadership on the pitch, and um, listen, they kind of went down with a with a, with a damn scrape, really. Yeah, absolutely, and I know that uh, John Lysett was was disappointed with the the team's performance overall. We did mention obviously that it was going to feel like an absolute disaster for whoever lost the game. Uh, and I suppose looking at maybe Ashley and Akari as, as a whole before we even move on. Um, like t- we said, there's a top four there. They'll probably be particularly disappointed with their performances. Obviously, in against Kuna, they were beaten as well, which was a surprise. But I'm speaking, you, they've lost to Fairview now. 
And then as well, you know, they lost that game to Balananti out in Balananti. So they'll probably be disappointed with, you know, their their performances against the bigger sides. And does it take um for a squad like this, even though they have a lot of good players, does it take beating one of those squads before you'll truly believe that you can be in and around there for league titles? Yeah, but they've enough experience in that uh, um squad to be able to handle stuff like that, Adrian. I know Shane Tracy didn't start a Sunday, but you, you you go through the team. I mean, it's it's little uh, experienced players. John Mulready in goal. Chris Smith is a junior international. You know, by his standards, a really poor game Sunday. Um, Alan Murphy on the left. Shane Clark up top. Tony Whitehead in the middle. Shane Stack has been around a while. Has won mid as has won league medals. So it's not a question of experience uh, uh, within the squad. Maybe the belief thing. It has to start. That has to start with management as well. You know that they, they have to make the players believe they can go and win these games and they can get a run in the league. And listen, they're under pressure now, Adrian. I mean, they have a huge game Sunday. They're out of the 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 um, they're out of the FAI. Um, lost a couple of games in the league, so there's a bit of pressure on now. So it'll certainly test the character of the players uh, in the coming weeks as to where where they're going and what direction the team is actually taking. Yeah, absolutely. And just to move back to Fairview for a minute, uh, Aidan, I know from speaking to you at the game on Sunday, we were full of praise for Conor Coughlin. He's probably going to be that bit extra motivated playing against Ashley and Akadi, although I know he has played against them since his departure a couple of times at this stage. Um, I know that, you know, at the moment, he's he's probably the most dangerous attacker uh, in the league, it's fair to say. But I know that you think as well he might be one of the better junior performers in the country at the moment. Yeah, I think he's the, he's the best player in the city, certainly, at the moment. Um... I've seen a fair view two or three times this season now, and he's been the, he's been their best player uh, every single game. As I said to you before, he's fantastic balance. He's two footed. He's working hard off the ball, which I I I I've uh, said before that he I didn't particularly he was doing uh, that well last year, but this season seems to be really working hard for the team. He took a goal on Sunday, Adrian. It was a very hard skill. Ball came across the box in those conditions. Ball came across the box, hit the first time across John Moridi, who's no slouch, as we all know, and is is uh is spot six foot one, six foot two, and he buries it into the corner. Superb technique. I thought I thought he was excellent again Sunday. Uh he's been performing very consistent and he looks super fit and physically as well. He's a low center of gravity now. He's a small player, but he looks physically very strong. He's able to hold off players. Um sees the whole picture, you know, can score goals can assist with goals and, and he's general work ref for the team. So, yeah, very impressed with him at the moment and in my opinion, certainly the best player in town at the moment. I was speaking to Shane Duggan after the game, Aidan, and obviously he was delighted with the manner of the victory. Um, but he did, I suppose, reserve praise for, for the defence, which I did put to him was somewhere where we had reservations about at the start of the season, considering how good they are in the field, uh, up front and in goals. That was the only question mark. Also, on top of that, uh, Aiden, you know, he did say that he was, feels like the squad is very strong now. Like, that was another part. I know that Jack Aaron now is a perfect foil, effectively, for Conor Ellis at the moment, even though I know he'll be trying to break into the team. He won't want to be seen as a sub all year. Um, Paddy Walsh was one that's come under the radar, Aiden, as well, a player who maybe hasn't played for two two years-ish in, in the Limerick District League. Anyway, after leaving Ashley Anacotti, he started really well with the B team, came on late. Uh, the other day. I mean, are you in agreement with Shane Duggan that they, they do have the squad to challenge on multiple fronts? You know, certainly the form they're in at the moment, he's he's probably right. Um, the back four didn't 
didn't and 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 the goalkeeper didn't put a foot wrong really on on uh, Sunday. Although Aaron Savage came for a couple of balls and maybe came to the edge of his box a couple of times and was a bit dodgy and, and a couple of high balls, uh, Adrian. But Adrian, the other side of the coin is that back four weren't tested on Sunday. Do you know, didn't see too many one and ones on the full backs. Didn't see many third man runs beyond the two centre halves. Now, a lot of the time they didn't have the ball to do it, but didn't see any threat in them. Uh, so I, I, I'm still reserving that, that little doubt I have in the mind about the back four. I don't think they've been tested yet. They'll certainly get maybe a test on, on Sunday in the game against Pike in the, in the, in the Cup. Um, as regards the strength of the squad, I think they're still short a couple of players. Um, I think J- the Jack Arasine, and listen, it could be a masterstroke. I mean, the pressure he's going to put on that front three is going to be huge. And you need that all over the pitch, which is why I even suggested last week that they need to solve the left full problem because I think Je- Jeffrey Judge is, is a candidate for midfield. And to put pressure on that midfield and keep them on their toes. And you need that all over the pitch. The thing I would say to you as well, in fairness to the 11 that are there, or maybe 10 or 11 that are there, is that they've um, been consistent all season. He has played the same 11 practically since the start of the season. I think that has been a, a very good move. Um, they're very familiar with each other, know each other's games upside down now. Um, I think there's a buzz, obviously a great buzz in training. And they're a serious threat in terms of all the trophies this season. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. And outside of that, there wasn't any real surprise. Uh, in you know, there was you had Pike Rovers getting through their game with Nina. I know you were at that one as well. You had Lunkard and Kuna that you know probably made hard work of the lower opposition they played against, both having one nil victories, but they got through through the games. And Balnanti as well against Cardavin, uh, that was another game with, with a win uh, for those sides. But I suppose we could talk all night about the FEI, but we do have to move on to the, the Munster Junior Cup with the amount of games that are being played and, and even all Premier games that have been played uh, this weekend. It feels like a Fairview show at the moment, but this is a huge two weeks for Fairview. I mean, they go down to play Pike Rovers, uh, their arch rivals for years. These games, Eden, are notoriously, we saw it last year towards the end of the season, notoriously tight. Um, they can be very scrappy, there's no doubt about it. They're probably not games for the purists ever um, between these two sides. Um, it's going to be going to be a huge encounter in, in Crossagalla on Sunday in the Munster Junior with yeah. you absolutely eager to, to maintain their, their Munster crown. It's going to be a massive match. Just before I go to that, Adrian, a shout-out to Newport because they had a very good win over Jamesborough on Sunday. Yes, excuse me. They won't be happy with you now after that one. <laughs> I know, yeah. We, 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 we can't ignore it. They beat, they beat a Premier team. Jamesborough still have a big name in football. They're not the same team. They were obviously the same squad you had a few years ago. But great out shout-out to Davey Ryan and, and, and co out there. It was a brilliant victory. Uh, Sean O'Brien, who's just come back from his travels abroad, came on and with one of his first touches, scored a winning goal. So kudos out to them. As regards the big game on Sunday, listen, do you get bigger? Do you get a bigger game than Pike and, and, and Fairview in, in football in, in, in the town? You don't really. It's a fantastic fixture. Um, some great tussles last year. It's sure to be a, a real a real dinger of a match again Sunday. Um, they're not always classics, Adrian. But listen, for real football people, they're intriguing when you're up at the matches to see how tactically the teams approach the game, uh, how certain players perform uh, against the opponents they're up against. Uh, it's 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 a huge game. They both had decent wins Sunday. I watched Pike, as you said, Sunday morning. Horrendous conditions, I must say. And always, always seems to be worse up in the pike field for some reason. Wonder, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it wasn't a particularly good game between Pike and Nina. They were well in control in the first half. Conditions were a small bit better than they were in the second half. 
Nina decided to defend very deep, Adrian, and let Pike come onto them. And all it did, in my opinion, was let Shane Walsh run the game. He was just passing the ball off the pitch, as it were, controlled the whole match for 45 minutes. They got a lot of corners and free kicks in the last third of the pitch. Scored two set from, from set pieces. Nina weren't comfortable uh, defending them. And um, look, in the second half, Nina pushed up a little bit more to the half a line and, and made the pitch a little bit, bit tighter. Uh, the game evened out a little bit, although the conditions did deteriorate, but Pike ran out very comfortable winners in the end. Um, he played a 3-5-2. Great to see, obviously, Shane Walsh back in the team and playing so well. I think he played for about 70 minutes and I, I was very impressed with him. I thought he did really well. Steve McGann done that at his best. Also did quite well, but... I thought Pat Mullins was outstanding, didn't have a lot to do, but very, very fit, as fit as I've seen Pat Mullins in years. And as you know yourself, Adrian, Pat Mullins is a no-nonsense defender. When there's danger there and he has to clear the ball, he does it. When he can pass the ball, he does it. Always takes the right option. Good decision-making. Um, Owen Hanron on his left, Adam Lipper on his right. Very, very comfortable throughout the whole game. Um, the, the big thing, obviously, for me is where a point going to find the goal from play because um on Sunday it didn't it didn't they, they weren't that convincing in terms of scoring from play but a huge huge threat from set pieces and obviously Robbie Williams will have to think about and we're flagging it every week how are you going to deal with the front three of Fairview yeah. and we saw last Sunday Adrian with Ashling they didn't stop the supply you you got to try and if you can stop the supply to those wide men especially Rainsford and Coughlin if you can do that, you know, well and good. If you can't do that, you're you're in huge trouble, obviously. And then you have to try and, try and stop those two players from doing what they have been doing since the start of the season. So uh, Robbie Williams will, will have a lot of uh, thinking to do before that game Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've seen uh, know of Pat Mullins from playing for Pike for so many years, Ed, and, and, and he's a fellow who in some ways would frustrate us kind of... Uh, Average Joe Soaps playing junior football because he doesn't often play for Pike until some of the bigger games at the start of the season. And he still turns out to be one of the better players, which I really don't know how it's possible because obviously we know his GA commitments with St. Pat's as well, but seems to make the transition seamlessly every single time. Um, uh, incredible, really. But as you said as well, there's going to be, you have to stop the supply. I suppose there'll be a lot of emphasis on, on the midfield battle like there is in every game. Uh, Aiden, you, you mentioned there that Shane Walsh came back. That's I suppose it was a surprise actually to a lot of people how quick he came back. Where a lot of people thought he'd be out for a lot longer, um, and he seems to have come back and, and been right in the in the mix for Pike in the last two to three weeks. Um, you've Paddy Murphy, who seems to be one that that Robbie Williams has favoured, although he could easily don the boots himself for a game like this. He has been known to Aiden as well, and then as you said, Stephen McGann involved there. I mean, it's going to be a huge task for them, like we say every week, because. You know, you've got AJ O'Connor, Shane Duggan and Stephen Bradley on the other side. Like, that is going to be a huge task. And they're normally the ones that do supply the ball to the wide men for a fair view. Yes, it's it's intriguing, really, uh, what 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 he'll do. We kind of know what Fairview are going to do, Adrian. Mm. I mean, Paul Danaher has no reason to change what he has been doing because bar, bar the Balinanti game in the league when they were, listen, they, they, they were quite fortunate, really, to get over the 4-1 defeat that night. Um it's been perfect. They've been playing quite well. They've been scoring goals. They've been lively. They've been organised. They seem to have a decent system. And what has pleased me about Fairview actually was something I flagged about about getting full backs forward. They have been getting full backs forward. Jeffrey Judge has been getting forward. Wayne Corbett was getting forward on, on Sunday wide right. 
So they have been prepared to come up and help their, their wide men and overlap. The the big question maybe Sunday is how Robbie Williams is going to um uh, set out his stall, whether he'll stick with three five two or whether he he might revert revert to a four, maybe a four, two, three, one, and quite possibly bring himself back into the team. Um and looking at the way Pikes are, are set up certainly at the start of the match I'd be more inclined to bring him back into the team myself I, I, I think he's a very good footballer myself and I think he'll be needed on the pitch he might do that but that's that's my own opinion on it young Paddy Murphy looks a really good player Adrian, for his age my first time seeing him on Sunday very very mature for his age two very good feet as well uh, very disciplined contributed to the team up, up and down the pitch and and good, really good and creative and finding pockets of space to help link the play. Whether he'll put him in for this uh, big game of this magnitude, we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. And you mentioned as well, Aidan, that the Fairview defence wasn't tested the way you may have thought. We all may have thought it might have been tested last weekend. You'd imagine in Crossagala, and especially if it's bad weather conditions, I'd imagine they certainly would be tested. But... You you know what players, you know, like if you're Aaron Murphy's Mikey Condon started last week for them. One player who you know that's in, in the, the ammunition for Pike Rovers is is Kevin Barry. Do you think that a game like this will be one for, for Kevin Barry to play against Jake Dillon and Jason Cross, who, you know, I suppose by admission of Manny struggled with a kind of a physical player in Habitin Gabido out in Balinanti Rovers? Yeah, listen, Kevin's a handful. Um you know, a big man has has actually quite good control. I think he's underrated a little bit in terms of his control. He came on uh, as a sub on Sunday. It was a half time, just after half time. And even though conditions deteriorated badly, Adrian, and and the game, the game, you know, deteriorated as well. I thought Kevin's input into the game was quite good. I thought he held the ball up, recycled it, made a couple of channel runs. And while the centre halves were able to stay with him, in that Kevin isn't isn't obviously because of his size, isn't the quickest player on earth. He was still able to keep the ball close to him and recycle it back. Um, it's a game that could suit him. He's the type of player that could upset those those uh, Fairview centre halves. The two the two lads that started for Pike a Sunday, they did okay, but didn't create enough for me. Um, didn't didn't see enough close control, didn't see enough channel runs, and didn't threaten the the uh, the Nina goal really uh, during the first forty five minutes. The threat mainly came from set pieces, so I thought there was a lack of creativity at times. Bar maybe see what Steve McGann was doing. So again, it re- it'll be intriguing to see how Robbie Williams sets out the team uh, on, on Sunday. But listen. He hasn't done too bad against Fairview towards the end of the last season. He seemed to have a handle on it. So we'll see what he comes up with. Yeah, absolutely. It will be an intriguing battle. And I know that Andrew Keogh is the man in the middle. And I suppose you won't you won't find anyone with uh, as much experience and someone who won't take uh, any nonsense on Sundays as Andrew Keogh to, to be the man in the middle for a game where, you know, tensions will be high on both sidelines, never mind the players. Yeah, I've no listen. I've no problem with the with what the officials will do in a big game like that. I think they'll be grand. And Andrew did a game on Sunday against uh, Nina and did a fine job. So I'd have no worries on that score. Yeah, absolutely. There's two other Premier clashes I want to speak about as well. All Premier clashes in this Monster Junior Cup. One being Jamesburn Regional. You mentioned it already. Jamesburn will be looking to bounce back from that defeat to Newport 
last week in the FAI. Um, in typical Shane O'Hanlon fashion, he said that uh, he won't lose, despite being disappointed, he won't lose any sleep over the game and on to the next one uh, last week. So a huge clash, plenty of history between these two teams as well in cup competitions. I know from even your time involved uh, as well, Aidan, but you know, time has moved on uh, since those times, two very different sides in, in the majority of cases and a different manager on the regional side. Um, regional got through their tie with Corby last week. Um, you know, so what? It's, it's probably a difficult enough one to call, isn't it? Because Jamesboro managed to strengthen their squad in in recent weeks, and you'd imagine you'd see a bit of a backlash in performance from their players. Yeah, Shane has managed to bring in two or three, which would, would certainly help the the squad. And look, as we said already, obviously the squad isn't what it was a few years ago. There are different times for Jamesboro at the moment, and the priorities are different in that. Uh, they want to to make sure they're survival in the Premier League and get as many many points on board as they as they can. Having said that, you don't like losing to lower opposition in a cup, Adrian, and it does uh, affect morale. So that defeat for Newport will will have hurt them. So I'm I'm assuming that in training this week they'll be doing a bit of work to to get the the squad back on track a little bit before that game against Regional. I think Regional will go into the game as favourites, obviously. Um, I think they've beaten Fairview or uh, beaten Jamesborough in the league already, Adrian, quite comprehensively. Yeah. Or yeah. 5-1, wasn't it? So, you know, they have a, a match over them there already. And they have they have a lot of experience compared to this Jamesborough team. That regional team have a lot of experience. And uh, they have they have match winners. And as I said, Owen Duff, Pat McDonough, Kieran O'Connell. These, are, these guys are match winners. And guys that can score and create goals. And I think it's going to be a difficult afternoon for Jamesborough. I've no doubt they'll, they'll put up um, a decent effort, but I, I think Regional will come through, come through the game. Yeah, I do think that Regional uh, will come through the game as well. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Ashling and Nina as well. Aiden, I do know that Ashley and Akadi are seeing this now as a as a you know a chance to resurrect their season in some ways because obviously you're out of the FAI now. Um, you always know the important games, Aidan, by the fact that there's three officials there as well. There's also three officials there for this game, which I, I suppose in some ways I didn't expect to see because it's normally maybe when the games between the top four only, you normally see uh, the three officials. But it probably shows you the importance to both clubs, really, because Nina last week losing to Pike, they'll see the, the Munster Junior as an opportunity uh, to go far. And maybe we'll be looking at Anacotti saying they're licking their wounds. Maybe we can pounce on, on a weakness here. They have a chance. There's no doubt about it. They have a chance to sign Nina on Sunday. Um, again, you know, it just didn't create a whole lot, lot for me on the pitch. They, as I said, defended deep, very deep in the first half, which I thought was a mistake. But they, they obviously went out with that. I thought they, draw, they drew Pike onto them and um, paid for it in the first half because they were 2 0 down. Uh, second half pushed higher up the pitch. I thought it gave Alan Sheehan a better, better chance of influence in the game, and he played. Played some decent football in midfield, but still didn't create an awful lot, Adrian. Now, admittedly, you're up against three players at the back for Pike that are hard to break down in one hand and Pat Mullins and, and Adam Lipper, who are, who are quite solid and, and didn't give uh, didn't give away much. But they will have a chance on Sunday. And remember, Ashinger coming off the back of two morale, morale defeat, bad morale defeats against Kuna in the league, which they would have been expected to win. And obviously the Fairview game where they just didn't perform and didn't look like they were even going to score and didn't have a good pattern of play. It's so real character to... this weekend. 
Well, they'll have to, won't they? They'll have to bounce back. And, the, and, and another maybe downer from will Shane Clark be available because he came off at half time with what looked like an, an ankle injury, I'd say. Um, it's in, actually in a shoulder match. problem, but, I think. Um, the shoulder problem. Yeah, yeah. He, he was suffering with an ankle as well there a few weeks ago. So Shane has suffered a few injuries this season. So he he, he might be available. He'd be a loss to them because no matter, no matter how poor the supply is, Shane Clark only often needs one chance. That's all he needs to 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 score a goal. So it'll be interesting to see whether he 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 will be available or not. But there's no doubt that if Nina can keep their goal intact for long periods in this match, they do stand a chance of. Uh, well, is it a, is is a is it maybe a shock? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, certainly, and and I suppose just to speak about the quality of the the Munster Junior Cup overall, Ed. And I know in 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 the past few weeks we went over in depth of maybe has the standard declined in in junior soccer. And the likes, uh, you know, you've got strong squads. Obviously, Limerick is the dominant force, really, at this stage. You'd imagine you, you're kind of almost disappointed when you don't see uh, at least two Limerick sides maybe battling it out in semi-finals at the, in the Munster at this stage. Because even though your your winners of the FAI are Villa, um, you've also got St. Michael's who are notoriously get to the later rounds of it. I suppose the lack of a strong Cork representative at junior level due to the likes of the Munster Senior League means that maybe, you know, it, it, it causes an unbelievable chance for, for Limerick sides. And as I said, you'd almost be disappointed not to see Limerick side winning it. Yeah, the, listen, the, the the record of Limerick teams in this competition, especially over the last nine or ten years, is is, is fantastic. Um, definitely the drop in standards in Cork is due to the Munster Senior League. You're, you're spot on there. Now, the junior, the junior version of the Munster Senior League, there's always one or two there and put up a bit of a fight. But after that... You'd you'd wonder you'd wonder with some 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 leagues what what has gone wrong and obviously the standards are are, are are being affected. Um, you have Villa, you have the likes of Tremor and a few more of them in Waterford. You have Newmarket and Avenue and Clare, Killarney, Celtic, obviously St Michael's, yeah. Clanmacon, uh, Peak Villa. I suppose the problem with some of these uh, leagues, Adrian, is that you have these big ties as well in them, and and they're not the, each other <laughs> yeah, and the teams aren't getting out, out of the area. I know in South Tip, for instance, uh, it looks like maybe one or two of the top three or four are only going to get out between Peak Villa, Camel Celtic, Camel Town, and St Michael's. You know, maybe one of them only getting out of it. So this this is a this is a problem with these with these draws. But it's cup football, and mm. that's that's how it is, and that's the joy of cup football. But uh, there's no doubt we're expecting a Limerick team to to get to possibly a final again this year and and hopefully win it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have a busy uh, weekend ahead of us of action, Aidan. And to finish on a, a national discussion, I suppose, and one of, of great importance was the, the Ireland women's, senior women's side uh, reaching the World Cup for the first ever time last night. Um, Amber Barrett's goal in the 72nd minute with the win over Scotland and with other results going their way, uh, they get to the World Cup. It was joyous scenes and um, another historic night for Irish football in, in a very positive way. Yeah, they've they've come a long way you now in a couple of years, Adrian. She's done a very opposed, done a tremendous job with that squad. And the thing is, she does she was she did that that they did that match last night with a number of injuries as well, which is a credit to them. Absolutely fantastic counter attacking goal. I thought actually the key to it, I, I'm surprised more people haven't picked up on it was Neve Fahey's header, the way she cushioned her header down to uh, Denise Sullivan. Who didn't play the fantastic ball in Amber Barrett, and obviously her first and second touches were were quite good, and, and took her away from the defenders, and she was able to finish it. Um, I thought after the goal, actually, Adrian, they were giving us all palpitations because they seemed to lose their way 
after they yeah. scored the goal as they seemed to be just hoofing the ball anywhere. He was so close, obviously, with 15 minutes left to the final whistle. Um, I thought they, they, they were leaving themselves in for trouble. But look, at, they got out of it. They've got there. It's great for the country. Uh, there's a huge a huge r- rise in the standards of lazy, ladies' football in this country. And as you know, I watch a lot of ladies' football on, on the LOITV uh, with the National League. And the standard is, uh, uh, is incredibly high, especially in the last 12 to 18 months. I think it's really grown. And you see a lot of these girls now, Adrian, are going to, um, to England to forge fully professional careers in England. They've been picked up here because of the performances they put in. So listen, it's great and we're all looking forward to it. Uh, next summer. Absolutely, and I know that it's called Limerick Junior Soccer Focus, but I couldn't go uh, without mentioning it either and, and a goodwill story for, for everyone as well. So, obviously, my thanks to Aidan once again on what has been a, a busy week dissecting and previewing uh, this weekend's action. We hope to do the same uh, next weekend, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of talking points, so we hope you can join us then. Thank you.